gentlemen. What's good, y'all? It's Chris Gary, Andrew Benjamin. You tuned in to another special edition of the We Are Rising podcast. Sorts of all things about the Rising Fighting Federation and Japanese mixed martial arts. And ladies and gentlemen, we have an interview ready for y'all that I'm sure by the time I get done with this little mini bio about this man, it'll make you even more fascinated about him. This man is 27 years old. He has a professional mixed martial arts record. 10 wins, 6 losses, 1 draw, 5 knockouts. But he's much more than your average mixed martial artist. Hell, your average martial artist in general. He's a judo practitioner who has competed as a Ryujima Moat Fighter and has competed in the left way, which is the art of the nine limbs, where you get to use elbows, fists, feet, knees, and of course headbutts. And if he could have been if he could have been a true martial artist, he would have taken up pure wrestle or pro wrestling as well. But alas, he'll be competing in his first ever kickboxing bout at Horizon twenty three. August 10th from the brand new Pia Arena MM in Yokohama, Kanagawa, Japan. That is August the 10th, as in Monday, August 10th, 2020, or late night, Sunday night, August 9th, in the United States, live on Fight TV and the Fight TV app, versus shoeboxing veteran Kaito Ono. Ladies and gentlemen, representing the Honey Trap Gym, Fighting out of Shinjuku, Indo, Tokyo, Japan, by way of Kinshasa, in the Democratic Republic of the Congo, by way, formerly of Zaire. Please give a big bienvenue to the one and only Daryl Lukuku. Daryl, bienvenue. How are you doing, sir? Oh, uh, thank you. I'm doing good. Like I just training every day. Everything. I feel good. Thank you for interviewing me today. Um, I mean, sure, sure, sure. And when it comes down to this, I know this is your first interview, so I don't want to make you try. I mean, I feel this is your first interview in English, so I don't want to try and make you or your fans feel too nervous. <laughs> <laughs> but that's my first interview in English, Bob. I can speak English, but my, my English is not good, but I can answer many questions. If you ask me, I can. Understood, understood. We're going to try not to, we're not going to try and make you confused anymore. We're just going to keep our, we're just going to keep our, what am I trying to say? We're going to keep things short, simple, and to the point. But the first question I want to ask is growing up in the DRC, growing up in the Congo, knowing that you grew up in the same town as the famous Rumble in the Jungle fight between Muhammad Ali and I think George Foreman back in the day. Yeah. I mean, what was it like growing up, you know, in that type of environment, formerly Zaire, now known as Congo as of 1998? Yeah. Congo, like, uh, first I can say, like, uh, all my family, they was practice judo. My father was doing judo, my mom was doing judo, even my brother, my sister. And, like, uh, me too, 
I started judo when I was like four years old. My father bring me every day to training. It was not easy, like uh, to train in Congo, because in Congo they don't have like many material like uh, training in Europe, training in America, training in uh, Japan. It's not the same level. But uh -huh. I was like uh, training, like hard training, way hard training. When I was young, training judo every day. That was my life. I see, I see. And as far as the world of judo goes, when it came down to how you started off in that in that sporting background, what basically led you to want to move out to Japan? Because I know that you obviously are from Congo, the DRC, but what led you to go out to Japan to want to live a better life? Okay, and the first, I was like, uh, like, love martial art. I was doing judo. Judo was like my life. But when, like, I was seeing K1, Pride in TV in Congo, I was like, wow, that's good. I want to do this too. And uh, my famous judo girl was that time was uh, Yoshida. I don't know if you know Yoshida. He was fighting. As in, uh, as in Hidehiko Yoshida? Yeah, 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 yeah. And I saw he was judoka, and then he moved to Pride, and I was like, wow, I can do the same thing too. And uh, I got a chance, I was in national team in Congo, and we came to Japan in 2010 for a world, world championship, judo world championship. Yeah, I came with the team, and uh, I do my fight, I lost the fight with the French guy. And then I told my coach, like, I want to stay in Japan, I want to, like, uh, change to move to MMA. Because that was my famous sport. Judo was like good, but I was like failing to do MMA. And then I contact Yoshida Dojo. I went there to start MMA first in 2011. I started my first training of MMA in 2011. That was the story. Yeah. And when it came down to training at the Honey Trap Gym, obviously one of the Original trainers there was the late, great Noifumiki Yamamoto. But were you basically contacted to train over there, or did you just happen to stumble upon that particular group of fighters and say, hey, I got a fight coming up. I don't know if I want to make this a career, so can I train with you guys? Okay. The ready story for uh, a new trap, he was like, uh... The member of Fanny Trap, we came for Yoshida Dojo. Everybody training there, they came from Yoshida Dojo. We went like it was training. They was like uh, my my senpai, like uh, they was starting MMA before me and was training Yoshida Dojo. And Yoshida Sensei, he was like a move to another business. He stopped doing like a, a sponsoring gym. He was like, I have to close my gym because I gotta do another business. And then he closed Yoshida Dojo. And then the guy was like a five guy and they move, we move, we go to make a new trap. And then I start like a sign contract with the guy and we still like a training even today. I see, I see. And when it came down to, I mean, because obviously 17 times in mixed martial arts, so you basically had the feeling, well, actually, before long, I think, I think it was like in 20, 
God damn it. What am I trying to say? You basically fought almost nonstop from 2011 to 2016. MMA. Straight MMA. But you made your debut doing Gun Ryujima fighting in July of 2016. Yeah. Fighting famous left-weight fighter Tun Tun Min. Yeah. And obviously you knocked him out. But did yeah. you... Any nervousness about going into that type of environment, representing judo against a guy in Tun Tun Min who obviously represents Lefway? Okay, it was like uh, to be uh, normal about that fight. I didn't like uh, get the fight for Tutumi. It was like uh, Tutumi, he was fighting, the counter was like he had to fight in one Congolese guy who was living to South Africa. And the guy couldn't get visa to come Japan. And I was like, uh, they contacted me like three days before. They contacted me like three days before. Dari, like, uh, we need one guy to fight Garijima because, like, uh, Tutumi don't have, like, uh, opponent. But now he's in Japan. They're looking for some people to fight him. I was like, oh, ready? Okay, I'm ready anytime I can fight. But this, my coach said, like, yo, Dari, the guy is so fucking famous there. He was lightweight champion. I'm like, oh, yo, I was doing judo. My coach hits me every time you have to be ready. Every time you're going to fight, if they say fight, fight. I say, I'm going to fight him. And three days, they ask me to cut five kilos. I say, okay, it's okay. I cut five kilos, then I go fight two to me. And I beat him the one round. Only one round, I beat him. And then, and then he said, like, that was MMA still was not like uh, my steel I'm a Lawi fighter and I told them yo I beat you in the MMA steel why no let's go fight Lawi I'm already I training about Lawi let's go have fight with Lawi and then we fight again in Lawi huh. I see I see and when it came down to fighting in Lutway I know that you fought obviously later in your career in Latway in Japan, but did you have to go over to Burma slash Myanmar to fight Tutumin next? Yeah, but next Tutumin, like when we signed the contract to fight Lawe, I was like, training with one guy from France. He was kickboxing champion in France, and uh, he was doing uh, in Japan K1. And I training with him like uh, three months. Every day we was training day and night, three months like kickboxing. And the guy is like big that me. He was the guy was hundred two kilo. Hundred two kilo. And he was training like a really hard training. He knocked me in the training and he told me, like, yo, Dari, I can knock you here in the training, but I don't want you to lose with two to me. That's what was in my mind. No, I will never lose with two to me. Then we was training three months hard training. Just in Japan, in Japan, every day. And then I go fight two to me, but we had draw. He didn't win, I didn't win too, but it was a good fight. It was a really good fight. I see, I see. And as far as, you know, when it comes down to you splitting up kickboxing, you're splitting up left way, you're splitting up MMA, I mean, do you ever feel nervous going from one competition to another, training from one style or another? Or do you feel like, hey, you know, this is natural for me. I'm a judo competitor. 
I'm used to fighting different styles all the time, so this is nothing. <laughs> but I can say, like, uh, I would love to fight uh, MMA, or if not MMA, I would love to fight Lettway. But it's a different of my manager. Sometimes, you know, can you fight this? I'm like, yo, anytime I'm training, I can do, like, uh, GD2, I can do, like, uh, grappling, I can kick, I can boxing. I tell him, even kickboxing, even you got a box fight, let me know. Are we training? Just let me know maybe three months before, two months before. Are we training? If you say like, yo, Dario, you're going to fight boxing. Are we training about boxing? If you say you're going to fight like kickboxing, I, I tell him anytime. I can move, I can change, just like a training. If you say kickboxing, like now, I, I'm training every day about kickboxing. Every day I see Leon, Leon kickboxing, Leon kickboxing, and I will do my best to show people I can move to kickboxing too. I see, I see. And Andrew, do you have any questions you would like to ask, uh, Mr. Lukuku? Ah, uh, yes, uh, Mr. Lukuku. I, I like to ask. So, what is it like training in Japan? What What is the training regimen like at your gym? Uh, compared to uh, where you were uh, first started in the Congo? Uh, in the Congo, my team in the Congo? Yeah, so I ha what was the difference between training in Japan versus the Congo? If there is, if there well, is much difference. Uh, it's like, uh, what I can say, uh, training in the Congo is like, uh, it's really different to training in Japan. In Congo, I can say people survive. The training, but they don't have like uh, what I can say. You know, in Japan, like everything is normal. You can training after you know you can get like food. You can do this, but in Congo, people survive. You training hard, but you 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 can, you don't have anything to go to eat. You don't have thing to make you like uh, feed. But people like survive in Congo. You training hard, but in the, you fight and you, they don't they don't give you money. You fight for nothing. Mm. And like, uh, yeah, yeah, it's really different, different. But to be like uh, three in Congo, when I was in national team, I was training hard, really hard that today. You know, today, like, uh, they get me fight and caught, like, yo, Dari, do this, do this, I do this. But in Congo, in the, when I was in judo national team, you are to show because in your same category, we are like 10 people. 20 people, you have to win them every day in the training. You have to show your best. I was training really hard in Congo. I was training like four times a day, four times a day. Wake up like four morning, go running, come back, go national team for 7 a.m., finish 10 a.m., and go like training by myself like 2, 2 p.m. to 4 p.m., and go to my own gym, like my father's gym to 6 p.m. Like I was training hard in Congo. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Now, regarding training in Japan now, uh, what has the training regimen been like since the outbreak of COVID? Uh, has was your training at all stalled at at, at any point? Or were you able to have to get, to figure out a a regular regimen to to get ready for this fight? Can you just tell us a little bit about what it's like to train in Japan during this whole pandemic that's going on? this moment to be serious like uh, two months i was training at home like uh, two months because they say like uh, no people can go out even my gym was closed 
training two hours in my house, but it was like uh, just physical training by myself. And I stopped going to the gym last month. I started going to the gym last month, but it's like uh, we're training like, uh, you know, like before. Before was like a GG2, we're training like a contact, but now it's like a relaxed training because people like uh, scared about COVID. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, but I do like uh, by myself, like a stand back. I hit stand back every day hard, but last, last week, like uh, everything be like normally, now we're training like we can do like a really sparring from last week. But if you see the week before, I was like a relaxed by myself, like a running the park and eat the bike alone. But from last week, I start sparring from last week. Gotcha, gotcha. Uh, and so let's talk about your Ryzen uh, debut will be against uh, Kaito Ono in a kickboxing match. Can you just tell us... Uh, were you? Uh, what did? How did you feel when you got the call from Ryzen that saying that they wanted you to be a part of their uh, 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 one of their return shows? Yeah, when the first time I heard like uh, Rising want me to fight, I was like happy because now like uh, Rising is a big event in Japan in the world. It's a big event, and I was like, uh, okay, I'm good. I'm happy to get me fire. When they tell me kickboxing, I was like, wow, why they don't give me MMA? Kickboxing, okay, is rising. People, many people want to be there. Okay, how we do? How we do kickboxing? I training by kickboxing. And my opponent, Kaito, is champion. He's really champion in kickboxing. It's like uh, his life is kickboxing. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. He don't do MMA, it's kickboxing. And I told my coach, it's champion. I respect him, but I promise I do my best to not lose. And I watch his video like two times because sometimes I don't really like to watch my opponent. Like what them video make me scary. I don't really like that. <laughs> but this so time you're basically I basically wa- saying you don't. I mean, I'm sorry to interrupt. It's kind of my thing. <laughs> but you're yeah. saying you don't like studying your opponents. Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't really watch, but this time I watched Kaito two fight. I was like, "Wow, he's good." I see the steel. He fight, and now I'm training about him. If, if because he's kickboxing, I'm MMA. I have to adapt his style, and now I'm training about him. How I can like a, a go? How I can punch him? How I can move? Like and now I'm training about him, and I hope like that's gonna be like good day before me. I will show people. My best is gonna be a good fight. I hope. Hmm, I see. I see. And when it comes down to you getting the call from Rising, I mean, I know you basically talked about this months ago, but when you got the call from Rising, did you feel at least excited because of the fact that you were gonna be fighting there, or did you feel? You know, kind of nervous because yeah, yeah. Oh. you haven't fought in a while. I'm sorry, sorry for you know trying to cut you off, but again, yeah, yeah. you haven't fought since December 21st. You haven't fought in a while, so did you feel at least nervous taking this fight offer? Yeah, when I got called for Rising, I was really excited. I was wow. Rising called contact to me to fight. I was really excited. Really was like I was really excited, pleasing to get that call, 
and I told my court, you know, I will do my best to show rising. That's not like a, just like a derby, but it's going to be good derby for me and for the gym too. I told my court. Understood, understood. And as far as your training regimen has been since COVID-19, again, you mentioned this before, but even though you say you don't look at your opponent's you normally don't look at your opponent's film, and you did study a couple of Kaito Ono fights. I mean, yeah. do you have any type of game plan set up to, you know, try and prevent Kaito Ono from, you know, finishing you off? Because he is not only a kickboxer, but a shootboxer as well. And I know that you probably fought in shootboxing, if I'm not mistaken, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. And uh, what I can say, uh, I, what I don't really like to watch my opponent, but when they, first time when they say like you fed Kaito, I was like, okay, how we do, how we win. But I called, send me the video. He told me, yo, Dari, why this fight? <laughs> don't do you gonna win? Just why this fight? And I want the guy. I watch. I was wow, the guy is good and he's a champion. Shoot boxing, and he's a really fighter. He's like he don't give up. Came to fight, and I told my coach, "Okay, I watch this, but I don't want to watch this again because it's gonna make me scary every day." I was thinking, uh, "I'm going to thinking about him, and I don't want to thinking about him. I just watch his style." Okay, let me training, and you gonna watch. You can watch that every day, and that teach me, Dari. He felt like this. He felt like this, and I can move like that. But me, I don't want to watch again because sometimes when I watch my opponent, like every time it come to my head. I can sleep like I think like I'm fighting with them in my dream. That's why I don't want to watch my opponent. But I will do both. Understood, dude. And when it comes down to, you know, potentially your future with the promotion, I know you probably wouldn't like to look ahead. I mean, we normally talk about this, myself and my podcast partner normally talk about this with other fighters, but, you know, if you manage to perform well against Kaito Ono, do you see yourself fighting more often for Ryzen or fighting in Grachan or Deep? Okay, and uh, actually in Rising, I got two contracts. Two contracts. Yeah, 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 actually. Yeah, I got one. They say like one you fight kickboxing with Kaito, and the next you gonna fight MMA. Oh, okay. My apologies. My apologies. Yeah, it's not. It's okay. It's okay. Like uh, they say, like uh, fast because I'm MMA, but they put me in the kickboxing. It's like uh, my first, uh, my chance. But if I do good, I can like uh, continue to do kickboxing. But they want me to do kickboxing and then MMA. Because, like, uh, we don't know what's going to happen. They say, like, maybe kickboxing, maybe if he lost, people, they will say, okay, he's the MMA, why are you putting the kickboxing? That's why they gave me two chances, like, to fight kickboxing and to fight MMA. I got a two contra with them. You know what? I can understand that because it's no similar, and Andrew, you probably remember this, it's no similar to something that happened with Yusaku Nakamura, who was put in a blind spot when he was facing off against Tenjin Nasukawa back in 
I think yeah. 2018, February or March, no, April or May of 2018, he fought in kickboxing against Tension Oscar, obviously got knocked out. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Fighting. I mean, then he fought later on in his career for Rising against an MMA fighter, if I'm not mistaken. Yes. Right, yeah, that was the uh, that was that uh, tournament that they had, that kickboxing tournament. Um, uh-huh. Tension went on to win. And, uh, yeah, basically, uh, made mincemeat out of, uh, uh, Yusaku Nakamura. Mm-hmm, exactly. Yeah. And, obviously, Yusaku Nakamura went on to face off against, later that year, Mane Okei, and lost via rear naked choke, but he came back last June and defeated yeah. Tiger Muay Thai via decision, so... You're pretty much being put in the same position. Oh, and by the way, Nakamura is supposed to be fighting on the same card as you as well, even though you're in two completely different weight classes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I can see the story. I, I I know about this story, but I don't know it's really different about me because uh, I don't know what's going to happen. If I, like, I show good fight in kickboxing, I don't know what, what's going to happen. You know what I mean? And uh, my, my my manager say like uh, the, the contract they sign is a kickboxing and MMA. If the both I win, we can like uh, to do like uh, the new contract. But about the new contract, maybe it's going to be MMA, only MMA. But I have to lose. Yeah, I have to fight about 71 kilo if it's MMA. And 71 kilo was 157 U.S. pounds. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think so. Mm-hmm. So but that now, would basically be super lightweight in yeah, the super lightweight. States. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, super lightweight in the United States. But now uh, I'm a 78. But, it's, but I cannot say it's easy, but I can lose it. It's okay for me. Understood. Understood. And... When it comes down to you fighting as a lightweight, as a welterweight in Japan, it seems like Japan has a mass surplus, I guess, of lightweight talent. But when you go from welterweight on up, there is no, you know, talent from that country that can say they can turn the needle, so to speak. I mean, do you think that? When it comes down to you fighting the welterweight competitors in Japan, that you know there's just not that much talent going on. Yeah, actually in Japan they don't really have like, uh, but they have but no many like a professional they fight seventy seven like uh, the the way I fight uh, usually the way I fight seventy seven kilo. Uh, that's why like rising. Yeah, 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 yeah. And Rising say like, if we, I need to fight more with them, I ought to be seventy-one kilo. Mm-hmm. That's the problem right now in Japan. If you are big, like a big, like a seventy-seven, eighty-five, like it's difficult to get fight in Rising or get fight in deep because many people years are this small. You know. That's why they told me to fight 71. I tell them, okay, I'm good. Let's me fight in 71. I can lose the weight. That's that. Mm-hmm. Even though, to be quite honest, 
The only thing you have to worry about this time around is cutting weight because this fight that you're going to have with Kaito Ono is contested at 73 kilos or 160.9 pounds. So you shouldn't be too nervous, right? Yeah, yeah. But like uh, I can say, it's, it's good for Kaito because normally I think Kaito, like... Uh, Normally 73 or 75 kilo normally, but if I uh, 65, but normally if he don't cut the weight, we are kind of same weight. If he don't cut the weight, and uh, me I cut like uh, about uh, five kil, five or four kilo, but it's five four kilo, it's okay. If he was ten to cut ten kilo, I can say that like, maybe I can be a little bit like. Uh, Slowly, a little bit, and uh, not energy, but five kilo, it's okay. Like, I'm fighting my best. If I lost five kilo, it's like I'm fighting the same way, I'm good. And Kaito is like good for him because he's gonna not lost the weight. He'll, he'll be fighting the same weight. I, it's about that. Right, right. I mean, I can understand that because it's going to be easier for him to bulk up in weight than it will be for you to drop down, obviously. Yeah. But now, steering away from your fighting career, Andrew normally asks this question upon most of his guests, but... When it comes down to what you like to do away from fighting, what is it that you like to do for fun, so to speak? Oh, one more time, please. When it comes down to, you know, hobbies and activities away from the world of fighting, what is it you like to do for fun? What I like to do to fight? What do you like to do for fun, recreational activities? When you're not fighting, uh, Daryl, like what what do you like to do in your in your free time? What what is it that you like doing? Oh, okay, my free time. If I don't really fight, uh, my free time like I'm with my family because I got two kids. I got two kids. My wife sometimes like bring them to the park, bring like enjoy with my kid. And actually, when the the COVID come out, I just buy PlayStation, stay home, play with them. Just like I do, like yeah. Like that, like free time. Like hey, when I'm free, I'm with my family. What are you? What are you currently playing on PlayStation with your family? Yeah, like uh, you can order online. Like uh, some Japanese company, you can order like buy like application and they bring you home. Oh, okay, okay. I got. I'm curious. What do you? What does your family think about you fighting? Um, I don't know how. How's the wife feel that uh, you beat people up for a living and also uh, get punched in the face for a living? What I can say, like uh, what what I'm doing for my free time with my family. Well, no, what is your What does your family think about Basically, you? Basically, what he's trying to ask is when people find out that you're a fighter. What's their reactions? Okay, I'm like, uh, when people like, oh, you fighting? Yeah, I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah I'm fighting. I, in Japan, you have to be like, uh, when people, they know you fighter, you have to be more respect. 
to them, to give them more respect. Like, oh, thank you, I'm fighting. Some people come, like, take pictures. I'm like, okay, anytime you can take pictures, you have to be, like, more relaxing. Because, like, Japan style is really complicated. Like, if you say, like, oh, I'm fired, I don't want to take pictures, right? well, and they will put in the social media, oh, there is bad, blah, 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 blah. That's why in Japan, man, if you see many fighters, they don't want to show them life, them private life. They don't really want to show that because Japanese system is complicated. If people, you have to, you are not to tell people you fight about. If they find, you have to give them respect, or oh, thank you so much, thank you. Just be relaxed with them, like, I'm like that. Hmm. And as far as, you know, the Japanese system being a bit complicated, I'm looking at basically one of your videos that you posted with the Black Experience that was dated back in April 2019, talking about, I mean, talking about your first experience in Japan and saying it was many people first time seeing Black people. Given the way the current climate of the world is now, do you think yeah. it's even harder for folks of African descent, regardless of if they're from Africa or if they're from Europe or from the Americas or South America specifically, do you think it's hard for black people to be living in Japan knowing that, you know, the system over there is just as curious as it would be, you know, in a country, say, like the United States. Yeah, in Japan, like, uh, the system is really complicated. Really, really complicated about the foreign. When you are not Japan, you, you are not Japanese, it's really complicated. I, can, I will not say there's racist, but they, like, they love them Kony more, and they want to just keep them Kony for them, you know what I mean? Like, uh, for example, if you foreign, before you get a part of my Japan, you have like uh, some Japanese people here to sign for you, for guarantor. You cannot sign by yourself. Mm. So, so basically, really cool. it's like you can't even go out yeah. to places by yourself without getting looked yeah. at differently, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like many things in Japan, like uh, there's no racist, but. It's like them, the, the system of Japanese people, something you have to know by yourself. But they say, no, you have like some Japanese people like uh, to be like uh, your guarantor. You have to sign for you first and your name be the second name, blah, blah, blah. It's really complicated in Japan. Like uh, if you see my interview, uh, Black Experience, I told them like uh, before when I came to Japan, I had like a girlfriend. She was Japanese. And... Uh, she bring me to the hometown, her hometown, to meet her family. I was surprised. I go to her grandma's house. The first time he saw, she saw me, she started running. I was like, what's going on? <laughs> and she was like, oh, she came back. Like, sorry, it's my first time to see black people. That's why I was scary. I was like, oh, no, it's me. I send you my picture anytime. You know me. Oh, I know, but it was, I was scary first time. But I understand that, like me, for me, I don't care about racism. And this is first time, and this some people want, I don't know where some black people when they like in Japan, oh, you black, and he get angry. I'm like, yo, why you get angry? You black, you black. You know, to be, to be angry, you have to be relaxed, bro. Like, I don't care about racism. You know, when I was judo, I went to many countries to fight. G 
judo to do to do fight i meet many people i can like feel and i'm not like kind of like oh it's black it's white it's asia no even you say i'm black i'm saying yeah thank you i'm black i don't care just like less training let's do my job if we do business let me do my business give me my part you get your part we don't have to fight about the racism i don't care about that about the rest i don't really care but in japan it's really complicated yeah, some people will mind for some people who mind the system in japan they get mad because the system is really complicated i swear but now i'm living 10 years like you have to be like a respect the system of them country because i came here it's not my country i can know like you know in africa it's like this we have to do like this no in japan like this okay I lean, okay, 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 you also to get the sign, uh, some Japanese sign for me. I call my friend, I call somebody, please, you can sign for me. Yeah, you sign for me, I'm okay, because it's like a Japanese system. I don't really care about that. Hmm. I mean, I can understand that because when it comes down to certain cultures in the world, especially when it comes down to Japan, they probably see. The only time they ever see black people is probably on television. And even then, they probably have a different mindset of them thinking about, you know, I wonder if these people act like this for real. And then when they see an actual black person, you know, that acts really nice, really friendly, it's really unexpected to them. Yeah, that's the way the problem in Japan when you feel you first meet like uh, meet like japanese people like uh, when they first meet you they show you really love they show you like a really love just in the face but in the heart we don't know that's the real problem in japan because everywhere you go to japan everywhere even you go to the shop every people they smell they're smelling oh okay come on inside please girl. they say thank you they be like a smelling anytime but in japan the smell don't don't mean in the hell they like you that's not really mean that's really complicated system in japan i see i see now going back to this fight card a bit and i know that we had such a fun time talking about you know differences and you know, how people in Japan see people of African descent, but going back to this fight card, when it comes down to this particular fight card, it's going to be a nine-fight event. The main event, Hiromaso Kikubo versus Kai Asakura for the Rising Bantamweight title, even though you yourself are yeah. obviously a lightweight or welterweight. If Ryzen were to create a lightweight title, obviously, which they will, or a welterweight title, would you basically say that you would be one of the first contenders, you know, if they decide to keep you around, would you say you would be one of the first contenders looking to vie for that world title and obviously bring a world championship to the Democratic Republic of the Congo? Okay, I can say about uh, to be uh, like uh, if you see K as Takura and uh, you see his brother to back to the day 2012, he was training together. 
before mm. they start rising. We was training together before they start rising. And uh, me, when I get pro, and it was amateur to be serious. It was amateur. When me, I get pro fast, my first fight pro, K, uh, Asakura brother, he was amateur. He was fighting uh, the name of event was uh, Outsider. I don't know if you know that. He was fighting. Uh, yeah, outs- I think I remember that event. Rings the Outsider. Yeah, yeah, that was amateur event. And that time I was fighting the deep. He was training the same, but he was not now. Now he's the top. Now we, Asakura brother is the top. But that time, to back, it was like uh, me. I was told it was amateur, but was sometimes was training together. I gave them respect. They was strong. But now the training, when they put them in rising fast, they do the best. They training hard more than before. That's why they came on the top. And I can say it's not like uh, to stay easy to be champion like uh, one day to rising. And that's gonna be my first time. I was training hard more before, like uh, I training before. Now I'm training hard to show. And one time, one day, I try. I, I dreaming to be champion one day in the rising. Like uh, yeah, yeah, like a K, like uh, Asakura brother. It was like uh, when you are the, the amateur, you training like amateur. When you get champion, you training like champion. You training more than before. That feeling coming out. That's why my feeling now. The boom in the rising, I will do my best one day to get to be champion. Mm-hmm. That's my dream. Like I'm training hard. I promise people, like I'm going to training hard more than before. One day I can be champion in the rising. That's the dream. I don't come to the rising just like, okay, fight. You lost, win, lost. No, I want to be serious to win, win, and to be the champion. That's my dream. Right, right. Understood, understood. Sorry, Now, as far as your upcoming fight goes against Kaito Ono, I mean, let's just say if you were listening to this podcast right now, even though he can't really understand us and we really don't understand a lot about him, but if Kaito were listening to this podcast right now and hear you say all this stuff what would be the main word you would say to him in order to get the people excited yeah i can say to the kaito if he listen this uh interview i can say he have to train him hard because he gotta have good fight and the fight he never had before he gotta have good fight i promise he have to train him hard that's the whole I don't want to say many things. You have to train him because you got to have a good fight. Very, very hard fight. Oh, Christian, you still there? <laughs> yeah. Christian, are you still there? Oop, I think I, we may have lost Christian, but I'm still here. And, uh, yeah, so, uh, Daryl, I just, uh, so, just wanted to ask as well, so, do you have any social media that you have available that, uh, our listeners and fans can, uh, follow you on? Andrew, Andrew, I think I'm back. Oh, okay, great, great, I was about to, uh, um, go ahead, Christian, uh, um, 
Sorry, take over? Basically, what I was trying to say is it's a good thing that, you know, Kaito, I mean, it's a good thing that you can actually get a chance to meet Kaito in the ring and get a chance to face off against him in the ring because it's better to let your actions speak in that ring or in that cage rather than behind the microphone and say what you're going to do instead of actually going out there and doing it. Yeah, what I can say, I can say like that, like, uh, you know, people before fight, they talk too much, and when they lost, they be like, excuse, you know, blah, blah, blah. I don't really want to say that. Kaito is the big name of kickboxing in this country. I give him respect, and I don't want like to say blah, blah. I just say, like, he's going to have hard fight. And in the ring, everything gonna talk there. Understood. Now, Andrew, do you got anything to ask before we close this thing out? Uh, yes, I want. Um, I want to know, uh, Daryl, do you have any uh, social media that uh, people can follow you on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, anything else uh, that you want to plug, as well as your team or any sponsors you want to give a shout out to? Yeah, I got a social media, like, uh, if uh, people find me on Instagram, my name Derry Lokuku, they can find me on Instagram. And uh, yesterday, I opened Twitter for yesterday. Because they asked me to open Twitter because, like, uh, in Instagram, you can put a link. Like, uh, many people, like, they, uh, they like to pick the link to show, like, what the fight, what your link, what you do. Mm -hmm. That's why I opened Twitter yesterday, the same name. And even like uh, my Facebook, if you are like find me to my Facebook page, it's the same name, Dari Lukuku. Yeah, I got Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Okay, and do you have any sponsors uh, or anybody on your team that you want to give a shout out to? Um, uh, plug? Yeah, I can say like just like. Uh, I thank my, my gym like uh, for believing me and put me in the rising and uh, I will show my best people, my fan who live in Japan because now many people outside they cannot come to Japan before because COVID and uh, people who live in Japan who can uh, listen to this interview, I, I say like they have to come to watch my fire, I will show the best show, that's the all I can say. Understood, understood. And as far as myself, I only got two more things to say. First of all, when it comes down to, I mean, when it comes down to what you wouldn't be doing if you weren't fighting, because, of course, you're a world-class competitor. You've fought in all these different types of combat sports. You're obviously a judo practitioner. But if you weren't using combat sports as a career, what would you be doing? Uh, one more time, please, sorry. If you weren't well-trained in all these different combat sports, what would be, you know, your main thing that you would be doing? My main thing? Now my main thing, I talk to my court, I want to do lead weight. I want to let well. That's my main thing. I'm thinking like uh, if like uh, today they say like uh, choose one sport you have to do. I want to do let well. 
I mean, I can understand that because it basically gives you the option to use headbutts. It basically gives you the opportunity to, if I'm not mistaken, give out low blows without being disqualified. Mm-hmm. I mean, if I mean, do they do low blows in that way? <laughs> well, but people they think like when I say like a low level, people they think I'm crazy. They say, "Yo, Jerry, that sport is very dangerous." Yeah, that's why you have to show the best. When you fight her, you're strong. You're okay, let's go fight Ledway. Because Ledway, they have everything. You can do the head. You knock up people, they give you two minutes to break, stand up, and fight again. You have to be the ready man. That's why I love Ledway. And my dream to Ledway to fight the champion. Okay. The champion of Ledway. I want to fight him. That's my dream. Uh, and we had Daryl. Sorry. Right, the champion is... Dave, yeah, Dave. I want to fight Dave. Uh, in 2008, before I fight due to me, the first contract was with Dave. But they changed it. Like, after like one week, I signed the contract with Dave to fight. After one week, they say, like, you know, you beat due to me in Japan. You have to fight back due to me in Myanmar. That's going to be great for Myanmar people. They want to see the fight you and due to me. That's why we changed the contract. We they gave me two to me, but the first contract was there, and then I fight two to me. But I want to fight Dave again. I want to fight Dave. That's my dream. Uh, Christian, sorry to interrupt. Uh, we actually just got uh, well three questions, but we already asked one of the questions. We got a uh, few questions from one from a listener. You know what? Go ahead and ask all of them. Sure, uh, gentlemen's combat at gentlemen's Comba. On Twitter, he asked about uh, the uh, uh, COVID and training, but we already talked about that. Um, uh, he also asked, uh, I see you've competed in a bunch of rule sets. What is your favorite rule set to compete in, Daryl? Can, can you please talk a little bit? <laughs> sorry. One more time, please. Sorry, sorry. Uh, so you've competed in a bunch of rule sets. Uh, MMA. Uh, left way. Uh, you've competed in many diff- with many uh, combat sports that have different rules. What is your favorite rule set uh, in a combat sport that you've competed in so far? I can say like uh, maybe MMA. Okay. Uh, yeah. What uh, also? Uh, what about MMA rules? Do you like the most? Uh, uh, is it just because there's a lot more you can do? Um, in case of rising, you can do soccer kicks. Is that uh, you like the because you can do more yeah. in MMA? Yeah, MMA rule. I like like uh, you can draw people now and you can start like punch. But in kickboxing, you cannot do when people is uh, you uh, people fell down. You have to keep away to make him stand up. But in MMA, even people downstairs, you can punch him. You can do everything. That's why I like MMA style. Gotcha. I like, yeah. Mm-hmm. The third question that he has is, given that Kaito is a shoot boxer mostly, do you, does, do you think uh, he'll be helped, do you think you'll be helped or hindered by the K-1 rule set? So, does, is he basically asking is, since Kaito mostly does shoot boxing, not kickboxing, do you think those that rule set will, will help or hinder, uh, or, or, or hurt Kaito? Yeah, but now I'm training about Kaito. He's got, he, got a, he's, he got a lot of technique. 
Mm-hmm. He got a love technique because he's like uh, he's used to the sport. He do that every day. He got a love technique. But me, I'm training like uh, to fix like uh, my body to be like uh, more strong. Like uh, don't move too much. Just focus about him. Like uh, punch strong, not like shake uh, punch. No, I'm like I'm gonna do like uh, the strong fight. I don't wanna move like uh, I wanna just like my punch go to knock him out. I don't want to do like a many combinations because if I do like a fight like him, many technique maybe he can touch me a lot because he know his sport. That's why now I'm training like uh, to fix my punch. Like my everything I punch is gonna get like a hard. That's the fight I'm gonna show people. Like the very hard fight. Mm-hmm. Gotcha, gotcha. Understand, understand. Uh, Christian, I'll pass it off to you. Um, I think you said you had one more question you wanted to ask. Yes. One more question. Is there anything that you would like to say to your fans who are going to be either seeing you for the first time or for those outside Japan and outside of Africa who will probably be wondering just who you are for the first time? Yeah, for the first time, I can tell my fans who going to support me. Like... Uh, they had to give me a chance to show them my first fight in rising. They had to give me their chance. They have to give me a chance. That's all I want. Give me a chance and I show them and they will like the fight. That's all I want to say to them. And I respect them support. And for them, I'm training hard to show good fight. Okay, okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. And just to let y'all know that... Ryzen 22 and Ryzen 23, a.k.a. Ryzen 22 starting over and Ryzen 23 falling over will take place from the Pia Arena MM, the brand new Pia Arena MM in Yokohama, Kanagawa, Japan, August 9th and 10th, live on, possibly, on Fight.tv and the Fight TV app. Anything else change? I'm pretty sure that myself and Andrew Benjamin will let y'all know in a future edition of this podcast. But other than that, Daryl Lokuku, I mean, Daryl Lokuku is going to be facing off against Kaito Ono on the second day's card, the August 10th card versus Kaito Ono in a kickboxing bout, the first of three kickboxing bouts on that particular card. But still, if it's on Fight TV, be sure to check it out. Be sure to order it. And be sure to let the Fight TV masses and the Ryzen masses know that you want to see more Ryzen. Hashtag fight like you mean it, of course. But other than that, Mr. it's been fun talking with you. We wish you nothing but the best in your future success. And we hope that you and Kaito Ono do well and rocking the house down on August 10th. Alright guys, thank you so much for interviewing me. Thank you so much. Thank you very much, Mr. Lukoku. We appreciate it. We're looking forward to your fights. Thank you guys.